0: La da 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 Let me go ahead and cut that out because this episode about to get funky. Let me run an intro. Thanks for tuning in to the Keys to Gems Podcast. This is your host, Lonoso. Keys to Gems fearlessly goes after a better understanding of every topic discussed. I hope you enjoy listening. To take something away from each episode, and if nothing else, always know there is nothing we should fear discussing and understanding better. With that said, let's get to it. Thank you guys for tuning in to the 56th episode of the Keys to Gems podcast. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into this heavy ass episode. Got to talk about something I didn't plan on talking about, but it's kind of tying into the bigger picture in a way. So I want to put something up front. I want you to keep it in your mind. Languishing. Languishing. One of the definitions of it that's useful in this particular case is lingering. I want people to understand it's a couple of groups that you may think you're a part of and you may actually be a part of. But it's not necessarily a group that you have to accept that you're a part of. One group, actually it's a couple of groups I'm going to talk about. One group is black people. I got a surprise for people. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you are mixed, meaning you have parents of one ethnic descent or two or various uh, ethnic descents, that I'm black because one of my parents are black, that's Jim Crow talk. That's slavery talk. That comes from a time where it was thought if you had one drop of black blood in you, in your bloodline, you were considered a Negro. So congratulations, you're keeping Jim Crow alive. And it sounds like it suck, or it sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. That's literally where it comes from. Well, the retort might be, well, also, oh, if I'm if I'm not black, what am I? Well, that's what you can build your life making. You're an individual. You don't have to languish in the struggle of black people. You don't have to carry a burden of, oh, this is happening to me because I'm black. For that reason, or for same reason, similar reasoning, I should say, you don't have to say, oh, if I was just a man, this wouldn't happen. Or if I was just a woman. See, languishing in any state when it's not necessary is kind of illogical to me. It doesn't make sense. See, it's nice to have empathy for people. It's nice to have sympathy for people. But having sympathy for people does not require you to be a part of that people. People, capital P. Having sympathy for people does not require you to exist within their constraints, their current constraints. Why do I say this? A lot of things, we're coming out of Pride. This is actually the end of Pride Month. And a lot of people, you see it in corporate, the way they advertise things. We we celebrate the LGBTQ plus people. And then July 1st is like, oh, back to black and white. The rainbow flag's gone. Like, we're cool with you. We gave you your month. That's all. We were, we're solidarity with you in June. And then well, that's it. You do not have to be part of a group to help a group. You do not have to exist in that state. See, part of the issue is the lingering. See, the problem with the languishing, and again, we're using a, one of the definitions of it is lingering, is the lingering. When you think about Factual definition, and you can Google it, see if I'm right. Lasting for a long time or slow to end. You do not have to make yourself a part of a group forever. You cannot put yourself in anyone's shoes. But you can help them. Now, unfortunately... In this same languishing mindset thing, it kind of branches off into something that got a light shined on it again. Where you may have seen a lot of victim posts in, in this contemporaneous post, like in this time period, end of June, beginning of July. Bill Cosby, guilty ass, was released from jail. Off a of technicality. I won't get into the legal ease and I'm not defending him. He was he already said what he did when he what he was accused of doing. He just got off from doing it. And the reasoning, you can look it up online if you want to get into that. But the languishing. Ladies, how y'all doing? Buckle up. Because I'm about to Morpheus it real quick and offer you truth. Sexual assault is one of the most underreported crimes Ever. Like, in any known period. For years, it was just considered a way of life. Like, a man can do whatever he wants to to a woman. Usually, that's how it is. Obviously, sexual assault does happen from male to male and female to female. And yes, even female to male. So, we're not discounting that. The existing within victimhood, that's slow to end. Languishing within the v- v- state of being a victim. We didn't have seat belts always in cars. They became mandatory because the government saw that there was a reason to change. Because they kept losing a lot of lives. People flying through windshields and shit and getting killed in accidents. That's why we got a lot of safety features. Turning signals at one time weren't a thing. Headlights weren't a thing. They were just fashionable at one time so you can drive later at night. But then they became mandatory. Let's move ahead to the 80s when something else became mandatory. Most, of, most workplaces will usually have a sexual assault or something like that a poster up in how the federal government per, provides for protections against people that are experiencing sexual assault or sexual harassment in the workplace. Let me specify that as actually sexual harassment. All that stemmed from Anita Hill. Now, Justice Clarence Thomas, punk ass, sorry. Justice Clarence Thomas was accused of, by one of his subordinates, Anita Hill, of sexual harassment. Within this, all that came... It was during his confirmation hearing before he got sat on the Supreme Court. He was eventually confirmed, so that's how that went. But now the government saw fit to add protections for sexual harassment. Why wasn't he arrested? Well, it's a he say, she say thing. One thing. Two, the time period in which it happened. So when it when he was getting confirmed, it was so far removed from when it happened. It was more of a character thing. Like, "Oh, do we want to have this person of this type of character on our Supreme Court?" Obviously, no one speaks with the English accent in our government, but for effect I'm using it. The government does change. It's changed a lot, but it takes time. But it also takes force. The Women's Suffrage Act. Ladies, you all, I have mentioned this before, and I will continue to mention this until it changes. Y'all are still property in many states. You just are. It's really hard, hell, to even get get a divorce because of how property rights are. A famous singer, Frankie Lyman, the why do fools, why do fools fall in love? Yeah, that asshole, he was married, like, to three or four women at the same time, at the time of his death, because they didn't have divorce laws the way they do now. And I mentioned that to show you that laws progress. But in this case of asshole Cosby that got let out of jail on of a technicality, 60 ladies said he did something, most of which he admitted to, but they didn't say it at the time that he could have had something done about it. And it was known, it was rumors, hell, D.L. Hughley has talked about it before, that he knew that he was a type of dude to, like, dope women. Not like they use, now, a date rape like ketamine, but he was using Quaaludes. Still, it has the same effect as a date, is a date rape drug, essentially. But Dio Healy would talk about how yeah, it was known, but nobody said nothing. Ladies, if you speak the fuck up for your rights. If you speak the hell up for change, it's bigger than a Me Too fucking hashtag. It's bigger than sharing memes. It's contacting your legislative body in your state and at the for the state level and at the federal level. It's engaging That's how you get laws to change. We know that laws are kind of fucked up and not kind of, they are fucked up in many ways. And they benefit rich, privileged, and a lot of times white people. I had more than one person say to me, because I I was discussing the process that goes on and actually like investigating a crime and going to conviction because they didn't get it. I'm going to get into that in just a second. So I asked, what would be proof enough? Her response in one case was, the lady saying that it happened is proof enough. I said, oh, like Emmett Till. Or like the stuff that happened in Rosewood. Because that was all off just somebody saying it. It wasn't even an investigation. It was silence, radio silence. Then it was the other, Uh, response I got was well there should be an investigation and I said tell me how you think that goes and she told me and it was way off she didn't give me like a CSI or SVU type rundown of what she thought happened in the investigation but she was not informed so I promptly informed both of them to what happens as I am about to do you let's say you have someone that hits you in your face and you get a bone broken, your mandible bone, your jawbone, or orbital bone, your eye socket. Now, you have been hit in the face with a fist, not a weapon, so it's assault and battery. You have been hurt enough to go to the hospital. What needs to happen? Obviously, I know you can't answer me back, so I'll give you both sides. One, you could say, well, I just filed a report. They can see I have a broken jaw. And the police officer, if he's decent at taking the reports, notice I said if, if he's decent at taking the reports, because it's not always the case, unfortunately. But if he's decent at taking reports, he'll say it looks like the person had experienced some blood force trauma and consistent with maybe someone hitting in the jaw. And then he would also have, he or she would have, the officer, would have to say, based on my experience in investigating similar crimes. So you have that one report that goes to a detective or goes up to an investigator that's going to look at it. They're going to say, that's it. So they're going to call the complainant, you, and they're going to say, did you go to the hospital? And if you say no, they're going to say, OK. Uh, did you see receive any medical treatment at all? Was there ambulance there at the scene? And did you deny medical treatment or did you no? Know, but he needs to go to jail because this motherfucker hit me. The detective is going to say, can't do that. That's the similar, and I know it's for similar, it's different from what's saying sexual assault and the severity, but it's the the point of it. He did this. You don't have proof. Can't nothing happen. Now let's look at the other version of it. You go to the hospital after getting hit. Maybe even are conveyed to the hospital or transported to the hospital by an ambulance. Now, once you get to the ambulance in this scenario, you have x-rays taken. The doctor types up a soap note or an interaction report. And they say what they saw on your body, they have a report from the radiologist that said, yeah, it's consistent. You have a break in your orbital bone or mandible bone, and it's consistent with blood force trauma, blah, blah, blah. This treatment was subscribed. OK, so you take all of that to court. Then you present, if he goes to court, because they're gonna to try to plead it out. That's the thing. Because it's quicker. And you got hit in the jaw, you didn't get killed. So it's not as serious. Well, also, sexual assault is more serious than that. Okay, well, let's talk about sexual assault and the way it's investigated. You say a person assaulted you sexually, they raped you. And I'm not saying it didn't happen for anyone. And I'm not trying to lessen anyone's experience by this scenario, by the way. But you say it happened. What did you do to report it? Was there outcry? Did you reach out for help? Did you go to the police station? Well, it's shame and everything. And I don't, well, okay, got got, got that, got that. Sure, yes, that's all reasons why you wouldn't. But did you go? It is the most underreported crime, yet it happens a lot. You can have your reasons for not reporting it. I'm not saying they're not valid. However, what I'm saying is change won't happen unless you report it. It's as simple as that. There's no reason for them to make laws or make policies any different if they don't see anything that's negative or people that's being negatively affected. They literally changed laws. Hell, in Austin, Texas, a few years ago, they made bike lanes, and they made it a serious crime if you drive in a bike bike lane because cyclists were getting hit. You telling me cyclists got more heart than a fucking person that's uh, been a, a survivor of sexual assault? I don't think so. Now, big picture... The way, the Anglo-Saxon way that we have been brought up in this country, we have so put sex on a pedestal and sexuality on a pedestal and on this golden thing and, oh, it's so sacred and all that good stuff. So now it's more emotion put into it. As an officer, I only had one possible rape case she was fucking lying but and i know know it was proof that she was lying it was not I thought she was lying like she was lying lying the shit that she was happening said happened it was like proof right in front of me that it just couldn't it couldn't have happened like that she would have to have been in two places at once but anyway it was it, it it's just i don't understand how people let it happen I don't understand how it's acceptable to allow someone to do something that is so violent and does deserve some accountability and for it to not be screamed about from the roofs, rooftops. And to say that, well, they know what happened, so they said change it so it won't happen. That's not how anything works in law. That's the emotion. Speaking of emotion, Something that you also must be able to separate is accountability from vindication. And I'm wrapping this section up. The vindication would be some people, well, we need to get million dollars or whatever per person for reparations, and Black people have been through it. and. You need to not do this, okay. Well, you can feel that way because it's your feelings, but are you talking about accountability or vindication? Well, they need to change the policy and as more than one person has said, there shouldn't be a, a statute of limitations on sexual assault. Okay, are you talking out of accountability? Or vindication. Cause let's say the person dies. You still want to press charges? And I'm not being facetious. That's like that's 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 how the thought process goes though. When you have to, when you look at stuff like that and you're saying these things, that's how it has to be thought. Why would it, why would you wanna charge something 50 years ago and there's no evidence of it? That just goes back to he said, she said, Emma Till. That just goes back to you saying that you carried this hurt and maybe you're misremembering misbe- rem- mis- because that happens too, which, oh, by the way, which is a reason why the laws are set up like that because people have what is termed bias remorse or some people say, well, I'll just say the motherfucker rape me since you want to be with this girl instead of me. We must not linger. We n- must not stay in a languishing state. We mustn't. We can be better. Speak up. Help affect change. Because if not, all you're doing is screaming at a wall. Let me get into the next topic. Last topic on this heavy-ass episode, I want to talk about suicide. And it's good that I can talk about suicide because I have considered it multiple times. I have considered suicide because I was tired of dealing with life. I've considered suicide because I was just bored of life. I've done a lot of things. I've... The thought, honestly, had crossed my mind more than once that I'd just rather not be here. It's boring. There's nothing else to do. I recently lost my former commander, Mark Walker, to suicide. He has two girls that now have to grow up without their dad. I don't think people understand how close suicide can hit home until it does, you know? And I believe that a lot of times people don't know that they don't have to feel like that. So, here is me also telling you to whomever's listening and whomever might listen, you don't have to stay where you are mentally. It is normal to feel sad. It is normal to feel hopeless in some cases. It is normal if you are suffer or a sufferer of PTSD from whatever it be, from combat in my case, or maybe a horrific accident like car accident or family incident abuse, spousal abuse, domestic abuse of some kind. That's normal to have some type of PTSD, but it is also okay to get help. Now, some people might not be able to get help because of lack of insurance. Well, turns out, if you go into an emergency room, they'll get you help. We are all in this together. This thing called life. Life happens to every single one of us, and life is sometimes a bitch. Sometimes life is a thunder, thought waffle of a bitch. And it, it is just, it seems... It seems like there's no escape to the sadness or depravity or the hurt that you may be experiencing. But there is help. Now I'm not, I haven't, I don't have a master list of every single hospital or clinic. But I will say this and I've said it before. I've lost a couple of friends to now, a couple of friends and now a former commander to suicide. Different races, different age groups. Some parents, some not parents. There is hope for you. There is help for you. Suicide is a thing that can happen, but it is not. It does not have to happen. That does not have to be your end. You can recover, even though it's hard. Even though it may seem impossible, you can recover. You can heal. You can learn to cope. You may not be able to fix what's wrong, but you may be able to change how you see it. And if you can't change how you see it, you could definitely affect the way you deal with it. This is not a cry for help, by the way. I'm actually doing pretty well mental health-wise. But I'm doing pretty well mental health-wise because I do the work. I do the work because I think I owe it to myself. To feel better, and you owe it to yourself to feel and be better. You are worthy of that. So please seek help if you have thought about suicide, if you having, if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling like giving up. And that feels different to everyone. So I can't like give you just a definition of it. That's very psycho psych- psychological type deal. Like, hopeless feels different to everyone. But please know, you can get help. And I hope that you do, if you're feeling that way. And if you ever do, I hope that you know or don't forget that there is help for you. So, rest in peace, Captain Walker. No task too tough, sir. With that said, this has been the 56th Episode of the Keys of Gems podcast. Fuck, this was a doozy. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.